You're listening to My Work in Progress. I'm Heidi Vega, and on today's episode, we are tackling self-doubt. I am going to tell you guys in this episode five different ways that you can overcome self-doubt. You can do all five. You can see which one speaks most to you. They kind of each have their place in uh, tackling self-doubt so you could try all five and see how it works for you i know self-doubt is one of the biggest things that end up blocking me from doing the work that needs to be done from following through from taking on risk is because i start doubting my ability to go through with it to achieve something Um, to simply be okay after I take a leap of faith and uh, self-doubt plays a role in feeling like maybe I won't be able to get back up if I fail at this. So if you guys can relate and want to know how you can overcome self-doubt, then keep on listening. Before I get into the episode, though, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Go ahead and follow this podcast if you're listening on Spotify. Um, And leave me a review at the end of this podcast. I will remind you guys at the end of this episode, I mean, (laughs) I will remind you guys to leave me a review for this podcast. So don't worry if you don't do it now, I'll remind you again. Um, But really, guys, I appreciate your reviews. It means so much to me. So I'd really appreciate if you go ahead and do that now. And let's jump into this episode. Self-doubt. I think anybody who has ever done anything that is not comforting or easy has experienced some kind of self-doubt. I think self-doubt can be healthy, but at the same time, um, if self-doubt is so big that it's keeping you from doing the things that need to be done in order to achieve your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, then it's probably more harmful than good and it's not being used adequately. Self-doubt can be really great um, to be analytical of your own work and to be have a perspective of not being overly confident or arrogant. But at the same time, like I said, if it's stopping you from doing things that need to be done, from going after your goals, and it really is just stifling your progress and your creativity, then it needs to be handled appropriately. So these are five ways. I'm going to start with the first one. And as I go through the, go through them, you're, you'll have an idea of whether or not that one is going to be right for you or if all of them you're going to need to try out if you haven't tried one already. So number one, <laughs> separate reality from fantasy and be real with yourself and what I mean by this and how this is going to help you with self-doubt is when you are not conscious of your abilities if you're not real with yourself on what you can and can't do as real as you can be right um, then you're going to have some self-doubt or you're going to be arrogant as hell (laughs) and if you're This is my issue, right? This is what I trap that I'd fall into and that would cultivate self-doubt in myself. I would over uh, plan 
the day, I would say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I would just go kind of crazy. I'd be like, I'm going to achieve this and that and do all these things. And as someone who sometimes can just go overboard on the things that I want to get done in life, I overshot how much I could get done in a day. And I have all these things and, and you know, you just don't have the capability to get all those things done. You have to be real with yourself and how your day, how you work as a person. How can you just keep going and going and going or do you need breaks? So I've done that before. And at the end of the day, I look at the list and I'm like, damn, I only did like three things out of this like 20 list things that I wanted to get done today. And when you do that to yourself and you do that often enough, you're going to cultivate this self-doubt that you can get things done, even though you do get some of those things done on the list. When you have such a big list and you tell yourself, well, I got those three things done, you know, you're not being real with yourself at all. And that is not helpful to you (laughs) because you cultivate self-doubt even when you don't need to, you know, you can say like, I'm going to get these three major things done. These are my three main goals. And you get them done and you f- you cultivate this confidence in yourself. So you got to be real with what you can achieve and what you can't. You also have to be good at saying, what am I good at and what I'm not? Because if you're overly confident about everything and you think, I can do this and I can take care of that and I'm good at photography and I'm good at this, then when you fall short in those areas, um, you are confused. And then you can go to the other spectrum of saying I'm bad at all of these things (laughs) and still have goals surrounding those things and then you never get them done. So you have to be real with yourself, have reality in check. This also applies to the reality of of the expectations that that you have of yourself as well as how the world sees you. I think a lot of people underestimate themselves, but of course, there's those of us who overestimate our abilities. Even then, you have to be able to get out of your own head enough to say, okay, I am making up all of these things that people could say about me. Oh, if I do this, this is going to happen. If I if I try in this area, you know, people are going to laugh at me or they're going to think I'm silly or I'm going to look fat. If I take this picture that I really want to take, but I don't have the body for it, I'm just going to look stupid. And there's so many things that you could say that go on in your head. And these thoughts are sometimes just going to happen naturally if you haven't if you haven't practiced um, good self-talk and being able to just ignore the crap, you'll pay attention to the crap that you say in your mind. And a lot of it is just like jumble. Like it's it's not coming from a real place of reality of anything concrete. And if you don't recognize that it's not reality, you will listen to it and it will drive you to self-doubt because you listen to it. So that becomes your um, reality. So you got to get out of your own head, first and foremost. You have to be able to separate what's real and what's not. Be real with yourself. Have an idea of what kind of person you are, what you can achieve, what you're good at, what you need work on, because that will also help with self-doubt. If you're feeling like, I want to be a photographer, but I know I'm not really good at it, okay, well, go take pictures. Crush the self-doubt that's telling you you're not good at it now. Okay, yeah, I can recognize that, but practice makes perfect. If I keep practicing, if I keep going, I'll be able to achieve this. And be real with yourself in that. Because if you just lie to yourself and be like, no, I'm great, I'm great. You won't practice. You won't do the things necessary to 
really be at the top of your game where you won't have self-doubt about your talent or your, you know, a certain area of, of career, what you want to do with your life. Now, that's number one. Number two, don't be too self-involved. And it's funny, I feel like um, this could be <laughs> kind of seem kind of a contradiction, but what I mean by this is don't be so self-involved that you are um, caught up in <laughs> what you think so much that you don't recognize the importance of what you're doing outside of yourself. I think if you're doing something you genuinely love, or if you say, I'm doing this for other people, you're not necessarily just doing it for yourself, which I think if you do anything that you love with a passion and you do it um, to the best of your ability, you end up simultaneously helping other people, whether it's because you're paving the way for new creators or you're inspiring other people to do work like you. Um, you're creating a whole new genre that people get to work off of. You're creating content that makes people feel good. Whatever it might be, you end up cultivating that for other people, whether you realize it or not, when you're doing something that you really love and have a passion for and are good at and practice and work for. <laughs> you end up um, creating things that other people get to benefit from. And sometimes it's good to recognize that, to not be so self-involved. If you're trying to create art, you need to think not just, oh, what do other people want to see? Because obviously it should come from a root of what you like to create. But at the same time, you want to have this um, perspective that people are also, what is the world like right now? What do people, what are people missing in their lives? What are people feeling at this moment? What is the overall zeitgeist of the moment you know those kind of things are actually really important and when you take those into consideration you stop worrying so much about yourself and how oh what if I can't do it it's like you know these people need this and I I can provide this I know I can provide this you know and you start focusing more on what other people need not your needs not your need to feel comforted by your self-doubt it's it helps to not be so self-involved and um, you kind of can't help but shut up the self-doubt when you feel like you're doing it uh, for more than just you. And that leads me into my next one, which is find your why. Your why doesn't have to be so altruistic. I don't expect people to be like, I just want to make the world a better place. I know how it is. You know, it's not all altruism, which it shouldn't necessarily be. But finding your why can be something as simple as like, this is just my passion. This is what I enjoy doing. I can get in the zone when I do these things. Or, you know, just anything. you got to find your why, though. And it's got to be true. It, it, does, it, it can't just sound good. And that's why I say, like, it doesn't have to be altruistic. I understand if it's not to bring peace and love to the world. If that's not your why, I understand. <laughs> but you have to be real then with what is your why? What do you want? from all of this and why is this so important for you to do because if you're feeling that self-doubt in doing anything if you're feeling that the self-doubt in just being you and being authentically you why is it important to be you because if it's not that important your self-doubt will keep coming back up and it will keep 
taking control over the situation enough that you won't do what needs to be done. And your why always has to be stronger than any kind of self-doubt that you could ever have. So if you don't understand your why, if you don't have that really figured out, you're always going to let self-doubt get in the way. Next, (laughs) I'm flying through these. Next, uh, practice winning. And this kind of relates to what I was talking about of getting out of your own head. Um, Practicing winning sounds weird, (laughs) me saying it, but the more you win, the more you get addicted to it, the more you want to do it more. And what I mean by winning is achieving small goals. Practice achieving small things. And when you do achieve them, take pride in them. You don't obviously shout it from the rooftops. You don't have to post it on Instagram. You know, not every win is for the world to see but be um present in the fact that you had a win you know if you know most days you mess up on this part of whatever the podcast (laughs) episode when you're recording or if you know that you have the tendency to shy away from this certain type of photography and you went through and you did it take that as a win um those are kind of smaller things and and it just prepares your mind to say like i i can win <laughs> you know i have the capability of following through with something i can win i'm a winner it's so strange but the more and more you win more and more you feel like you you are doing good that you're achieving things that you follow through with things the more you want to do it it gets so addictive and it's so the other the same way um the other way around when you get to a place where all you do is um you know, you never follow through, you always quit halfway or in the very beginning, you notice that you kind of get addicted to it because it's a little comforting to know that every single time the same result's going to happen. You get used to the pattern. We like patterns as human beings. We pay attention to patterns. Our brain is designed to notice these things and it's like okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna create a neural connection right here that every time I try to do this certain thing I quit halfway and that becomes the norm and your your mind just gets used to it so you need to maybe not tackle that specific goal all at once and say I need to win so that I can win more I mean you can but likewise it's still good to have little wins throughout the day and try to practice that win try to practice how it feels to achieve something even if it's small you start off small you get a little bigger a little bigger and in creating those smaller goals for yourself you can really see your big dreams um start to seem more uh plausible more real more possible Um, the last one is one that I think is one of the keys to just getting rid of self-doubt altogether. I think it's one of the biggest things that have changed my mind on on the way that I see my own self-doubt. Um, realize what self-doubt is a symptom of because self-doubt in and of itself is just, um, you know, everybody feels doubt no matter who you are. It doesn't matter how good you are you're going to feel a tinge of self-doubt every once in a while. I had posted um, this on my Instagram at one point um, that confidence takes practice. It's something you practice. It's not something that you are. I don't think people are actually confident. I think people practice being confident. I think it's something that you just have to practice till it comes becomes kind of second nature. But at the end of the day, everyone has to, you have to 
you know, practice it because self-doubt is always going to be there. Once in a while, it's going to pop its ugly head out. And and if you listen to it hard enough, and if you pay attention to it, and it's not coming from a place of reality, you're not actually, you know, in any danger, or it's not going to, uh, the self-doubt isn't real, basically, it's not rooted in anything, then you're going to end up in a a kind of ugly place where you're struggling between what's real and what's not and it's going to keep you from achieving the things you want to do. So realize what self-doubt is a symptom of because I think self-doubt is more of a symptom than anything of something deeper going on and it doesn't have to be that deep. I mean simply it can be that self-doubt is the easy route for you. And you're taking the easy route, which it is for most people, I think. Listening to your self-doubt is the easy route. Because if self-doubt is what's stopping you, if you're really like, I can't do this. And I want to be a photographer, but I don't know, I can't. And I'll just put it off till tomorrow. I'll try tomorrow. Or I'll start, you know, next Monday, whatever it may be. If you continue to listen to that self-doubt, you know, that's your choice. And why are you choosing that? Why are you choosing to listen to your self-doubt? Because it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. But the difference is some people listen, choose to listen to it and others don't. And some people, it comes naturally that they, they have more self-doubt than others because others have learned to quiet it down so it doesn't come up very often. You don't. You stop listening to it, it really stops showing its head as often. And uh, you. it's because you get used to taking risks, and believing in your ability to achieve something. Uh, on the other side, you know, if, if you're used to failing and uh, not following through, you're going to have self-doubt pop up more because it's trying to keep you basically from making um, yourself feel bad. And that's why I'm saying self-doubt is more of a symptom of trying to keep you safe, trying to save face. You're trying to not um, not fail, <laughs> If you don't try, you won't fail, right? I think self-doubt for a lot of us actually ends up being more of just a way to comfort ourselves in one way or another. Is it because um, you'd rather not take this risk? Is it because you're scared of what you might lose? Is it because self-doubt is, like I said, the easy road out, is the easy way to just not try at all and not have to fail? Um, is it your excuse? You know, I think self-doubt is more of an excuse a lot of the time that we get addicted to, get addicted to choosing, and uh, we get addicted to listening to so that we can um, basically trick ourselves out of doing something that might be outside of our comfort zone uh, or put us in a place where we're vulnerable. You get really, really vulnerable when you start doing things um, that are challenging. And those are perfect ways in which you can grow is by doing things that are challenging. But likewise, the challenges aren't very, um, they're not (laughs) very appealing if you feel that you can't do it. And at the end of the day, if you just listen to the you can't do it, you won't have to, right? Because you've convinced yourself that you can't. You've convinced yourself what's the point. So realize what self-doubt is doing for you. What is it? Is it providing you comfort at the end of the day because it allows you to give up? 
Um, and when you kind of recognize that in yourself, like, why am I doubting myself right now? I know I can do this. Why? Am I actually scared of mine to mess up? No. What am I afraid of? Am I afraid that this is going to take me somewhere where I'm going to have to make a decision that leads me further away from my family and friends? You know, just take a moment to see where the self-doubt is. What is it helping you in any way? What is it doing for you? And more often than not, you'll realize that it's just providing (laughs) some comfort or um, it'll allow you to not have to go through something that's actually really difficult. Even though it might seem simple, like the self-doubt maybe is just, I can't be authentically myself. I'm I'm scared to be in a public social setting because I'm worried that I will look dumb. You, you know, where, um, how is this self-doubt going to keep you away from doing that? Oh, I just doubt myself and then I won't have to do it. It's, it's really simple, guys. And, um, a lot of the times it'll just, it'll, <laughs> you'll see it as soon as you ask yourself, what is self-doubt doing for me at this point? And if it's doing nothing, if you come to the conclusion, no, this self-doubt isn't doing anything for me. No, I won't be comforted if I don't do something or if I don't try, I won't fail. No, it's not that. Then the other f- four that I explained before this one should be simple and the self-doubt should go away quickly because when it's not serving a deeper purpose, then it's even easier to get rid of. But um, even if it is serving a different purpose, recognizing it, looking it in the face will help you the next time around because you'll be um, cognizant of what's going on. And I honestly do believe that if you face your fears, face your flaws, you are better equipped to handle them than if you try to act like they're not there and deny them. That is no way to handle your issues deny, deny, it's just going to grow bigger and bigger until finally you look and it's the size of a mansion. You know, (laughs) your your issues won't go away if you ignore them. So if you have an issue with feeding into the self-doubt and allowing that to stop you, you need to try to go over these five things. And I hope that you'll find some clarity at the end of each one of them that by the end of it you feel more empowered to do to be able to do what you need to do and have kind of a game plan of being able to say I'm going to practice winning I'm going to reestablish my why even if I have established it already I'm going to find it again find my why you know not get in my own head too much and not be too self-involved and I I really hope I <laughs> look at me my words Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I was trying to go through it quickly. Wanted to do a quick one for you guys because I don't know. I just feel like people don't have time for long podcasts, you know, unless you're a celebrity and you want to know or if you're Joe Rogan, you know, who has time for hours with podcasts? I just don't. So I figure everybody else doesn't either. And if you clicked on this podcast episode, then you probably just want those five. So there they are. I really hope you guys um, use them and that they really do help get rid of self-doubt because they've helped me in my personal life. So I'm hoping the same for you. Um, Again, I'm going to tell you guys right now, don't forget to... uh, please, please, please review this podcast from wherever you're listening from. I'd really, really appreciate it. It means so much to me. Um, And thank you again so much for listening. I do usually uh, 
publish these episodes every Thursday. This month I'm doing every Friday, so you can expect another episode on Friday instead of Thursday um, next week. And then from then on, it'll go back to the regular schedule of Thursday. I have some really wonderful women coming on the episode coming up soon uh, to talk to you guys about their works in progress. And I really hope you guys find them as inspiring as I do. And that's about it. So I'm going to leave you guys off with that. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at it's me Heidi V. I keep you guys updated on the podcast and it's just a little bit into my personal life in case you're feeling a little nosy. <laughs> and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend week whenever you're listening. And uh, don't forget to unapologetically be a work in progress.